You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. Now Hear This is a conversation with leaders in Indianapolis that are working to improve the lives of Hoosiers. Our goal is to empower you to join in their work and make a difference while informing you about the unseen aspects of life in Indiana. If you miss an episode, you can listen via podcast at nowhearthisindy.com. And today, it is a pleasure to be joined by Jason Fishburn, who is the founder and artistic director of Matthew's Voices, which is a, uh, a great organization here in town that I just learned about, thanks to this show, and I'm sure many of you will be in the same situation. Uh, they are a nurturing musical environment in Indianapolis to help some of our most marginalized residents. You can find more about them at matthewsvoices.org. But Jason, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here to talk about Matthew's Voices. Tell me about Matthew's Voices. What do you do? So we are a choir for people who are experiencing homelessness, and we engage with those people through the restorative and healing power of song. We rehearse each week uh, on Sundays, and we sing songs of hope, of laughter, of love, of compassion. Uh, Not all songs are uh, faith-based. Some are, but some are secular. And uh, we just have a great time sharing stories, sharing our voices, a little bit a physical movement and just getting into the groove as we sing throughout that hour each Sunday. That's excellent. So when did you found the organization and what was the impetus for it? So I received a call from the senior pastor of Roberts Park United Methodist Church in January of 2016. And he said, hey, what do you think about starting a choir for people who are experiencing homelessness? And I said, oh my gosh, why not? We got to do this. So July of 2016 rolls around, and in the meantime, I'm Googling, how do I direct a choir for people who are experiencing homelessness? I made some excellent connections with directors in Dallas and Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, made a logo and a website and a Facebook page and rolled this thing out in July of 2016 with just a handful of people. And since then, we have grown to upwards of over 60 people each Sunday that come and sing with us. So why were you chosen? Why were you top of mind? What Do you do music for a living? My background is in choral music, so I have a degree from Ball State University, chirp, chirp, <laughs> class of 01, uh, in choral music education. So, And at the time, I'm no longer the choir director at Roberts Park, but I was the choir director at Roberts Park. So the fit and the timing, and it, I believe, honestly, it was a God thing. Okay, excellent. And Roberts Park, if people don't know, is situated right downtown, right off of Mass Ave. I think the cross streets are... Vermont and Delaware. Thank you. So it is right downtown. It's a historic church. It's beautiful inside. They have a cool little room with some of the history and the sanctuaries. Gorgeous. If you've never been um, down at 401 North Delaware Street. Uh, But because of your location and proximity to Wheeler Mission, Roberts Park does a tremendous amount of work with the homeless population Mm -hmm. in Indianapolis, don't they? They sure do. They have a weekly meal program, a weekly lunchtime meal called Soups On, and that is actually where I recruit the singers for Matthew's Voices. So I walk down there and I say, hey... Uh, It doesn't matter if you have any musical experience. You don't have to have any singing experience whatsoever. Just the desire to come and lift your voice for an hour, fellowship, and share stories. So let's talk a little bit about the homeless population in Indianapolis. Why does someone experience homelessness and 
Uh, let's start. Let's start with that phrase because I think that's something that's popped up that people might not be aware. It's you've said a couple times experiencing homelessness as opposed to this is a homeless person. Can you talk about the distinction in that language? Well, I believe homelessness is a condition. It's not a permanent thing. Uh, people um, are either sheltered in like Wheeler Mission or the Hope House right around the corner from Roberts Park. Um, they are they could be couch surfing. I consider that being homeless, living in their car, living in the street, sleeping on park benches. Um, those are all conditions of homelessness. And I believe we are all broken people. And a lot of us are one, maybe two paychecks away from experiencing homelessness, uh, having a crisis where there are a medical crisis or job loss and um, finding ourselves in that situation. So my my goal is to empathize with the people who are experiencing homelessness. They are people just like you and I, just like our listeners, and uh, treating them with dignity, with respect and compassion, and providing an outlet for them to be creative, to actually feel um, happiness and feel joy through singing. I imagine that's incredibly important. I imagine if any of us were experiencing homelessness, like you said, 70% of the population is living paycheck to paycheck. It, 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 is, uh, within, it is within the realm of possibility for many of us. Uh, and so I think there has been a stigmatization, and I appreciate mm-hmm. you highlighting that. So talk about the, the people that are in your program. What are they experiencing and uh, what what do they go through on a daily basis, and then how does this help them realize something better for their lives? Yep. We have people who come into the rehearsal space who are in mental health crisis, uh, people who are experiencing drug addiction, people who are uh, just lost their job. Um, relatives have kicked them out because of their, uh, maybe because of their sexual orientation. Um, people who are at Wheeler, people who are living in their cars, um, people who just got to town, got to Indianapolis and are looking for a place where they can feel welcomed. Um There have been uh, successes out of Matthew's Voices. There have been people that have been placed in housing. I I hope that Matthew's Voices has been a part, maybe a small part of that transition back into housing or back into a job or back into some kind of routine that uh, helps them to continue on their journey. I would imagine the sense of community is a key component to that. Just we've talked about it time and time again on this particular show, people who are struggling with a certain thing, when they meet other people who are in the same condition, they feel less alone, they feel less shame, they feel more empowered. Is that something that you see through your program? Absolutely, absolutely. People ask about one another. Hmm. You know, where is so-and-so today? Why aren't they here? There's concern, there's care. Um, not, it's, it transcends the music. It's more than the music. It is, it is an opportunity for people to gather in one place, in a safe place, and feel a sense of welcome, uh, a sense of wholeness, I would say, as they come together to sing these songs. Um, and um, I see a lot of the same people. I see some new people, but I see a lot of the same core group of people that are coming back to reboost themselves week after week uh, through song. You're listening to Now Hear This with Chris Spangle, and I'm talking to Jason Fishburne, who is the founder and artistic director for Matthew's 
Matthews Voices, and you can find more about them at matthewsvoices.org. Where does the name Matthews Voices come from? So, Chris, the name Matthews Voices is inspired by the Gospel of St. Matthew in the Bible, uh, chapter 25, in particular, verses 42 through 45. It reads, For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the the least of these, you did not do for me. Okay, excellent. And obviously you're in a church and you said that uh, it's not uh, fully religious. You do sing non uh, secular songs. I guess yes, is the word, yes, the yeah. right word. What are some of the songs that you typically would sing in uh, both secular or religious? So when we first started out, we sang "Amazing Grace" until we were blue in the face. <laughs> right. So "Amazing Grace" was our number one hit for a long time, and we still pull that out every once in a while. Uh, we sing uh, "The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow" from the musical Annie. Uh, Let's get together from the Young Bloods. Uh, Ooh, child. Um, Brand New Day from the musical The Wiz. Uh, Just songs that are inspiring and hope-filled and uh, provide direction for a new day. So you've put this choir together. You're practicing every week. Do you go out and perform at various churches or community groups? How do you actually go out and do performances and where? So we do. We get invitations from all over. Uh, We have gone as far as Hagerstown at Hagerstown First United Methodist Church. Uh, We went up to Lafayette to the Church for Everyone in Lafayette. Um, We've been to a Lutheran church on the south side of town. And uh, the connections that we make there and just to be in community with other communities of faith uh, is such a powerful experience, not only for our singers and Matthew's voices, but the people that are watching us and engaging with us too. So I would invite anyone, uh, any civic organization, church, uh, community organization that would like to engage with the singers and Matthew's Voices to go to our website, matthewsvoices.org. At the bottom of the page, there is a phone number and an email address. Either communication style works for us and reach out to us and invite us to come and sing. We would love to do that. Our singers love to travel. When we went to Lafayette, they asked us, uh, when are we going on our next trip? (laughs) So it's really a great experience. And the bus ride up there, we actually rent vans. Uh, The van ride up there is so fun. We turn on the radio, we have a great time, and we get to talk and and, uh, catch up with one another. And then on the way back when we're worn out, um, except me, but uh, most of the singers will, you know, take a nap. And uh, as I'm driving the van back to our home base. Excellent. That's great. And you actually pay them for performances, do you not? We do. We pay our singers. We incent our singers. It's not much. Um, I think of it as a hook to get them into the community. Many of them will come to me and say, you know what? I came here today. We incentivize. $2. We give our singers a $2 bill to sing with us in a rehearsal. And we give our singers a $5 bill if they come to us on uh, for a performance. So I've had many a times people come to me 
after rehearsal and they say, you know, Jason, I came here for the two dollars, mm. but I had a wonderful time and I will be back next week. And you get that funding how? So we build in a little bit of cushion when we go out to perform at churches or civic organizations. They will throw in a little extra to keep the programming going. We have also received uh, generous contributions from the Indiana United Methodist Conference through the Mission and Justice Ministries. We've received grants each year for the last three years from that uh, division of the the United Methodist Church in Indiana. Uh, so we're thankful for that. Uh, we also also have uh, we're also looking forward as an organization into other grant opportunities in the community of Indianapolis so hopefully as our programming continues to grow and uh, some vision behind how do we how do we engage with the singers on a more deeper level rather than just everybody come in the room we're gonna sing we're gonna share some stories we're gonna leave how can we walk side by side with our singers after rehearsal and provide them some wraparound services? So partnerships uh, that I would like to see formed and that are in, that are emerging are uh, a partnership with CHIP, which is the Coalition for Homelessness Intervention and prevention. That's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping that partnerships like that can emerge this year to uh, kind of bring in services to help our singers connect with things like the Handbook of Help. Uh, many people that come into choir know what the Handbook of Help, but there are few and uh, uh, often some that come up to me in there and I say, hey, do you know what the Handbook of Help is? No. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of it either. What is it? So the Handbook of Help is a resource for people who are experiencing homelessness to, if they need a warm meal, they can turn to a certain page in that directory and find where there's a meal. If they need shelter, uh, particularly uh, people uh, who are uh, who have children, like women with children, there are shelters that specialize in women with children. They can turn to that page in the in the guide and find uh, Find those services. So, on a very um, beginning level, it would be nice to have volunteers uh, to come in and provide that kind of uh, wraparound for the singers by walking them through, you know, this is where you can find this service. This is where you can find that service. I, uh, I kind of have taken the name from a choir in San Diego, San Diego the Voices of Our City Choir, uh, and, call it, and, and calling it the choir care team. I'd like to develop a choir care team in 2020. So if one of our listeners wants to get involved in that or if they want to make a contribution or if they want to donate their time, how can they get a hold of you? Absolutely. They can go to our website, matthewsvoices.org. At the bottom of the page, there is email. There is a phone number. You can use any one of those communication methods to get in touch. You can also go to our Facebook page, which is very active. I want to uh, give a big shout out to our Facebook guru, Todd Groton, who is who posts on that page every day. And you can message us there. Uh, we uh, Many of us have access to the Facebook page and we can respond to your message there you're actually a member choir of an organization that puts this in other cities so if there are 
people listening in other cities, you can help start something like this. And what's the name of that organization? Absolutely. Being in community with people who are experiencing homelessness is so critical. And it's also, um, in a musical way, a new and fresh thing. Uh, The name of the organization is the National Alliance for Music and Vulnerable Communities. That's another big uh, saying, big phrase there. But uh, I am actually the treasurer of that organization. And so we have annual conferences where we get together to educate one another, advocate for our singers and also our directors, and also to um, listen to the pulse of other choirs to see what is going on around the nation. Uh, Some of the ideas that I talked about today have come directly from that organization. So I'm a real proud member, and I'm proud that Matthew's Voices is part of it. So if people want to come and watch a performance or get involved, uh, where can they come and check you out? Well, I invite anyone to come and participate in our Sunday rehearsals. So you can come anytime. Um, also, we have uh, performances coming up on March 15th at uh, for the Indianapolis chapter of the American Guild of Organists. That's, That's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> that concert will be at 4 p.m. at Roberts Park United Methodist Church at 401 North Delaware. You can also see us on March 28th at for the Indiana United United Methodist Mission and Justice Summit, which is at Franklin Grace United Methodist Church. We are going to be singing at the early morning opening worship uh, a few songs to kick off that Mission and Justice Summit. It's a great day to learn about ministering with all types of people, uh, from people who are experiencing homelessness to people who are in prison and to other people who are uh, experiencing vulnerabilities. And I don't think we mentioned it, but your Sunday service uh, at Roberts is what time? Roberts Park, we rehearse at one o'clock. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, if people want more information, if you want to donate, if you want to volunteer, if you want to participate, if you want to have people come and speak. Uh, have them come and sing at your church, then that website is matthewvoices.org. Jason Fishburne, what a great organization, and thank you so much for all that you do, and thank you for being with us today. Chris, what a blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you so. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. If you missed any portion of our program, you can listen on our website, nowhearthisindy.com. If you'd like to have your organization featured on the show, please contact Gabby at 317-475-7407 or via the contact page on our website. Thanks for listening, and we will be, be- thanks for listening, and we will be back again next weekend with Now Hear This. This is Chris Spangle, host of Liberty Explained, and we are libertarians. And when you first become a libertarian, it's really confusing. There's all these new ideas that you've never heard presented by all these people that you don't know, and it can be so hard to grasp all that quickly. But we've got you covered. Go to libertyexplained.com. We're going to break down issues. You can search the tags and find out something quickly, watch a video, or listen to a podcast from some of the top experts in libertarianism. And we also have video playlists that we've collected and a list of the top podcasts. And we even have a podcast ourselves with Julia Geyer, Levy Rainey, and myself, where we answer your questions about libertarianism. So go check it out right now, libertyexplained.com.